0: Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music.
1: Hello there. It's Balin Leonard. Thanks so much for being here with us for this episode of the Country Music Talk podcast from your friends here at Absolute Radio Country. Oh, this is going to be a great one. Uh, filled with energy, This guy. I've got one of the most exciting and creative artists in country music right now. He is definitely part of the ongoing evolution of country. Because, you know, we always say country music, it's this living, breathing art form. It's constantly evolving. And he is right in the center of that at the moment. He's collaborated with some of the biggest names in the business. Thomas Rhett, Keith Urban, Mickey Guyton, Lady A, Dirks Bentley. And that's just to name a few. I'm talking about the hugely talented Breeland. And he's here right now on the Country Music Talk podcast.
0: This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country.
1: Absolute Radio Country, I'm Balin Leonard. We've got a special guest today. And I'm excited
0: because we've been working on this for a
1: while. Yeah. Um, You missed a plane or something when we were originally meant to do it when you were in for C2C. But now here you are, Breland. Welcome.
2: Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, Our names are a little too close. Yes, yes. Breeland, Balin. Yeah, it works for me. We just have to make sure we know who's talking and when. Um, is Breeland your name name? That is my surname. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's my last name. My name's Daniel Breeland. So what's the Breeland family like? They're awesome. I mean, well, it, depend- <laughs> it depends how far <laughs> you go, right? Like, well, how far I are we going back? Yeah. my parents and my siblings, my core group, they're awesome. Also, shout out the rest of the fam. Uh... But there's some loose screws in in that
1: bunch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, there always are. But, you know, the the great thing about being, you know, Southern, you you drag those loose screws out on the porch. (laughs) You know, you don't
2: hide them away. Everybody embraces
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. (laughs) Is it a big family reunion
2: family, like once a year? Oh, dude, we do every other year for like literally like 120 years now. We've had like a big Breland family reunion. And is everybody bringing a covered dish? people bring some stuff but also like people like fly in from right. all over to to come in for it so it's literally like there's people who look entirely different you know like yeah. it's like you, like it's it, if you go back a hundred something years and then look at all of those people's descendants there's a lot of variability that yes. can happen so you'd be like sorry are you at the right? Family reunion? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in, so. They're not just sneaking in for yeah, some food you or never anything know who, like who, You never know who's going to show up.
1: <laughs> uh, where does a family reunion happen? Where is where's your core family at? Where yeah, I'm
2: from New Jersey. Yes. Uh, but we've got we've got family all over, uh, and the location usually changes. So uh, I don't know where it's going to be this year coming. I'm waiting on them to, to find a, an actual date for it so I can make sure I can be there. Well, yeah. I mean, now you're so busy, they'll have to plan it around your schedule. They definitely won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if I have to, like, zoom in because uh, I'm out of the country or something, I'll, I'll definitely do it. Well, listen, it's great to have you back over
1: here. We already know that you're coming back. Yeah. C2C yeah, next year. Back. So you played C2C the last one correct uh, on the spotlight stage the reaction was crazy it felt and it, positive it well it looked like you were genuinely taken aback by it because i suppose in that situation coming over for the first time and, right. and all that and in quite a big arena yeah you know you don't really know what's going to happen so how did it feel for you
2: yeah really the only arena that i've sung in is, is Bridgestone in Nashville, And even then it was a pretty, just That's for, a pretty good one. It's a good one. But <laughs> yeah. uh, even then I was only doing a song at a time. Right. It was always in conjunction with, you know, Dirks and Hardy or with Mickey Guyton and Gladys Knight or with Nelly and Blanco Brown. You know, so that spotlight stage was my first time singing in an arena by myself, yeah. you know, and, and doing a small set. We sang three songs. So it definitely was a new experience for me. And it was my first time playing anything in another country. So mm. there, were, there were there was a lot going through my mind uh, at that moment. And the fact that it went well and the rest of our sets out there were also a lot of fun. Anyone who, who came knows we, we, we turned up. So for me to be able to come back, not just this fall on on the shows that we've been playing, but to be able to come back to the festival that started it all in, uh, in a bigger capacity, I'm really excited. It wasn't long after
1: CTC, I was in Nashville for CMA Fest. Um, and you, you were talking about Bridgestone Arena there. We we're over at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, and boom, there you are again, coming out with Lady A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't do things by half measure, do you? you no, you got like, to go all in. <laughs> what was that like? Because that, what's that, fifty, sixty thousand, yeah, something was, crazy?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was that was a really cool opportunity. And uh, shout out Charles and Hillary and Dave uh, of Lady A for. Thinking of me and and helping facilitate that, I mean, anytime you get to play for that type of a crowd, especially because they haven't sung "Need You Now" on TV in over a decade, mm. and it's still one of the biggest s- songs in country music. To be able to go out and and sing that with them and in, in a kind of reimagined way, and then. To get them on my album, I Told You I Could Drink, you know, it's that relationship is important to me, and uh, I'm a big fan of those three. So talking about your album, Cross Country, it's yeah. out now. Uh, you've got some songs on
1: there with Ingrid Andress, Keith Urban, yep. Lady A that you just mentioned, Thomas Rhett, Mickey Guyton. Mm-hmm. I mean, these collaborations, it seems like um, right out of the trap, you have got some really talented and powerful friends. How <laughs> did some of these come yeah. about? Uh,
2: just honestly I, I I still am trying to figure it out <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like you know they all have kind of developed in, in different ways. Mm. Ingrid and I kept bumping into each other at different events and had a mutual respect for what the other does uh, and eventually we were able to actually get in a studio together and hear for it which opens my album. We thought initially it would be something that could find its way onto her project and we were kind of writing something with her in mind uh, and when it ended up not making it onto her project I was like hey I still really love this song and she did too so I was like Let- it would make a lot of sense on mine let's drop it a couple couple of keys I'll take all the parts that you were doing you take the part I was doing and uh, we kind of turned it into one of those um, with Thomas I just knew I wanted him to get on praise the Lord uh, when we wrote mm-hmm. it I just left the second verse open and was like we'll just wait until I eventually connect with him in some way and uh, it eventually made its way to him. He, he liked it. Uh, his family liked it. And he was like, okay, I want to I get on this song. And I met him for the first time when he was recording his verse. So, you know, that was a slightly different type of collab because we didn't have a relationship before that. But the song kind of sparked the relationship. He's going to be at CTC as well. Yeah. So do you
1: think that's the perfect situation for a little yeah. doing that live, right?
2: Yeah, we've had a couple of opportunities to do it. He popped out at my show, Breeland and Friends. Mm. Uh, I came out with him at Tour music festival down in Fort Lauderdale earlier this year and obviously when we debuted the song at the ACM's we sang it together so we've had a few really great opportunities we've yet to do it internationally I feel like this would definitely be the time there we go
1: looking forward to that Uh, we talked about Mickey Guyton there on your album cross-country and October in the UK it's Black History Month yeah and we talked last year during this time uh, for a documentary that we did called Our Own Country, yeah, Um, and Darius Rucker was on it, Mickey was on it, Jimmy Allen, yourself, Mm -hmm. Yola, loads of people talking about this kind of journey and this reclaiming of your space within country music as an artist of color. I know it's been a year. Uh, Do you feel like there's been progress in that? There's still a long
2: way to go, obviously. I think where where I'm definitely seeing a lot of progress is that I'm seeing a lot more people that look like us popping up with new music and uh, signing deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of Britney Spencer, Rainer yes. Roberts. I love seeing uh, the the kind of renaissance of all of these brown and black people in this space but I also think that there's a lot of work to be done, particularly around country radio, Mm -hmm. particularly around uh, touring. You know, you just don't see a lot of these people making it onto big lineups. Mickey still doesn't have a number one hit at country radio. Still, there hasn't been a black woman with a top 20 hit at country radio, which is kind of mind-boggling because there's been so much great music made. So I, I do love seeing more representation, but it can't Just stop with seeing more representation. You got to start seeing some things change. I even look at the CMA Awards this year. I'm the only person of color nominated for an award at the entire cma awards 2022 and part of that is because of the way that the windows worked out but part of that is also based on the representation because if they can only consider kane jimmy and mickey and none of them were in cycle Mm. like there should also be five to ten other people uh who are in cycle for this to not have ended up being the case with me being the only one so I do see a lot of progress, but I think there's work to be done. and Long way to go. I'm excited to see how things continue to shift over the next few years. And not just for artists of color. I mean, we had Shania Twain in here.
1: She was still talking about as a woman in yeah. country music. And, oh, man. and certainly kind of what it was like for her. And everybody looks to her as, and she was, this trailblazer, this yeah. glass ceiling breaker. But she said she looks at country music now, and she's still so frustrated yeah. about it from a female perspective. And, yep. you know, let alone artists of color, let alone artists that are LGBTQ. Right or anything like that so um, it seems like country while working on it it almost seems
2: like there's two types of country yeah you're either jason aldean or mary morris (laughs) yeah you're one or the other and there's kind (laughs) of you know you can't be one or the other i feel like i would love to see some more crossover between those two camps and I, i just don't think that there need to be camps we're all making similar music for similar reasons yeah i would love to see some more dialogue between people who have differing opinions rather than like throwing subliminals in a tweet or yeah. at your show, you know? So mm. I'm looking forward to a, a day in country music where we don't have to have these types of conversations, but until we get to that point, we have to have some of these conversations. There's no reason why on back-to-back nights I could go to the Casey Musgraves Justified Starcross movie release and then go to the Morgan Wallen benefit concert the next night and see so many people from country music at either of those events but I was the only person that was at both right and I'm like that shouldn't happen these are two massive events happening in town one night after the other and people should be able to go to both so I'm looking forward to that yeah it's a deep discussion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've had a huge amount of support for some really great people so you, you
1: you've been out with Russell Dickerson
2: yeah, yeah yeah he's an animal yeah he's so much fun he's a lot of fun man. it, it it's sometimes hard for us to open for people because is we bring so much energy to the stage and the <laughs> yeah. style of music that we make, like, it probably wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for us to come out doing what we do and then, like, Kip Moore comes out. You know, like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that would necessarily... Though I would love to open for Kit Moore. But, you know, just in terms of the style of music that we make, Russell and me are somewhat similar with his approach. So yes. I think... When people come to a Russell Dickerson concert where we're supporting, the energy is just like consistently getting turned up the whole night yeah, and by the, the end The roof is of, in trouble. Yeah, the roof is in <laughs> trouble, man. We gotta we gotta bring the uh, the firefighters on standby. Although he definitely takes his shirt off more than you do. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm working on it. I just <laughs> I can't get it past my belly button, man.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, I bet he'd help you. He'll give you some pointers on how to do that. Um, so all of these people have been quite supportive of you. You're now in a position to kind of start doing that for other people. You yeah. know? So you mentioned some artists earlier that you're listening to, but yeah. is that kind of part of your process as well, these these artists that are now coming up underneath you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always just keeping my eyes and ears to whatever sounds great. yeah. Uh, And And whether that's
1: country or not, right? Whether it's
2: country or not, you know, there are new artists popping up every day and a lot of really talented people putting songs up on the internet where I'm like, oh wow, this is really good, this is really good or people will send me clips. I look at someone like Chapel Heart Band. Oh, come on Chapel Heart. You know, and I ran into them at the CMT Awards Mm. earlier this year and I didn't know who they were. I hadn't heard any of their music, but I just liked their vibe yeah. you know and i was like yo what's up and they're like yo huge fans whatever and and we chopped it up i was like yo we got to get in and, and write at some point point." and then you know next time i see them they're getting the golden buzzer on america's got talent <laughs> yes. and i was like okay well this this it's working you know i'm like it's, I, I love to see those types of stories whether i got to play a, a part in it or not but if i ever get to play a part in it i'd love to use my platform to to put more people on and i hop on a lot of music, you know. I hopped on a song uh, with an artist named Tierra a year and a half ago, and then fast forward a year she signed a deal she's taking a song to country radio and uh you know i love what she's doing but i got on that song with her even though she was independent because it's just a great song
1: it's great to hear that because um some of the artists that we respect the most and the ones that just continually surprise with a the amount of output but also the different styles that they work with um darius rucker keith urban and both of them have been on the show and talked about that they still listen to music you know like yeah. you they're still excited by new music and yeah. darius and chapel heart you know he just heard them and reached out and said hey do you want to be on this song with yeah. me and so that i guess that kind of hunger and interest in finding exciting music you know that's something you either have or you don't i think yeah
2: you gotta you gotta have a curious mind the way that keith put it he calls it beginner's mind uh which is that it doesn't matter how much you accomplish you have to continue to approach everything from the perspective of a beginner, an amateur, a novice, the way that you started when you first got into it, you have to keep that same hunger and that same energy and uh, you know, I think both he and Darius uh, and a lot of the the OGs at this point in country music, you can either check out or you can really tap in and I'm seeing that starting to happen and just from some of the more established artists that have been in this for a minute, like Garth, he just reached out and had kind of heard my name pop up a few times and was like, hey, come to my house, I want to want to talk to you. So you went over to his house? Yeah, I did. Oh, please tell me that Trisha baked you a pie. <laughs> she wasn't there. I was oh, like, man. oh man, where's, the, where, where's she at? But, uh, you know, we had, we had a great <laughs> conversation and, and have had great conversations since. And it was just cool to see that someone in his position who's literally able to travel around the world and sell out these huge venues mm. is paying attention to what new artists are doing. Yeah, because cares. he certainly doesn't
1: have to. He doesn't have to. And there
2: are lots of artists that don't. Right. And but, yeah,
1: that's fine. You know,
2: also in a lot of ways this is the house that he and all of the other people that we mentioned have built. Yeah. And I think it's somewhat the responsibility of those people if they really care about themselves and, and their legacy and country music, it would make sense that they would want to help usher in the next group of artists to make sure that that legacy stays intact. I look at a song like, Hardy had that song Here Lies Country Music that mm. he just put out at the end of it. He like wakes up and it's it was all just a dream but in those first couple verses before that reveal, and I hope I'm not spoiling this for anyone who hasn't heard the song. Spoiler but alert. The song talks about, like, the death of country music and ultimately how he hopes... He never sees that day, uh, but in order for that to happen, it takes all of us not only healing those divides that we talked about, but also continuing to see more diversity, which will bring in new audiences and ensure that this is uh, a viable space moving forward. Yeah, because it would be easy for somebody like Garth to just you know relax in his gold jacuzzi in the back of
1: his gold <laughs> Cadillac and right. you know parked out front of his solid gold house and never do anything about that. But uh, thank goodness there are people like Garth and of Keith. Course. All the rest who don't. Uh, You talked about Keith saying beginner's mind. Let's talk about the beginning for you. Yeah. So the beginning that we knew about, and obviously you lived a whole life before this, but but my truck.
2: Was that a TikTok thing? I didn't make it for TikTok. Right. I just also put it on TikTok. Right, but Um, is that what kind of made it? Yeah, like what was kind of crazy is this was 2019, so it was before the big TikTok boom. I didn't have a TikTok account. I put the song out independently uh, with like an online distribution site, and they had a bunch of different places that you could put the song up. So I was like, okay, I'll put it on, uh, you know, all the different streaming sites. And then TikTok was another box. And I was like, I don't really know anything about TikTok, but I knew that a couple songs had popped off on there. So I just clicked it. And then a couple months later, the song started getting a bunch of views and I checked the YouTube video and a bunch of people were like, here from TikTok. And I was like, what? So I literally downloaded TikTok and went on the (laughs) app and was like, how does this work first off? And then what's actually going on? And I saw that Every couple minutes there, there were more videos being made to it and that there was a trend that was forming. And a week after I realized that, a bunch of different record labels realized that. And uh, I started taking meetings with people as an artist and I hadn't previously even really considered myself to be one. I was just writing songs for people. So, I mean, I definitely credit that algorithm for creating a a moment that has turned into a whole career for me but also at the same time I'm not a TikTok artist you know I'm I'm an artist that has music on TikTok which at this point every artist does and TikTok was a large part of the discovery of some of my early songs Yeah I I
1: remember when we first heard My Truck and um, played it on the show and you know it was so different than than everything (laughs) else because one of the things that we always want to do, one of the things I try and do is show all the different sides of country music and, and and everything that's kind of under that big old umbrella of country. When when you made my truck and when you were just kind of making music for other people and you were starting out, presumably you were kind of fingers in lots of different pies. You know, yeah. you weren't necessarily focused right in on country, or were Correct.
2: you? Correct. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was listening to more and more country music right. because I knew at some point. I, I've always had this idea of like wanting to have a number one song across like seven or eight different genres. Okay, uh, and. I just wanted to be able to put my best foot forward with everything I was writing, regardless of whether it was R&B or hip-hop or pop or country. I just love music. And the songwriting in country I really appreciated because they're telling these stories in such a direct way, but it's poetic, but it's thoughtful, and every word and syllable falls really cleanly into uh, the, the structure, whereas you know, a lot of hip-hop nowadays is not even on beat it's like Mm. in style to be like ahead of the beat intentionally or like way behind the beat and sometimes not rhyme at all and to like say kind of stream of consciousness melodic and writing that way in Atlanta was fun for a while but I'm also a songwriter I need to be able to write songs Mm. not just kind of spitball ideas so I was listening to more and more country uh, and seeing ways that I could apply some of those principles on the songwriting side to everything else that I was doing and then ended up all the way in but even still the, the type of country music that I make currently I, I call it cross country because it is a fusion of all the different genres that I like and some people would say hey man this isn't country music to me and I would say I, I welcome that discourse this is art art is meant to be uh debated and and you can have your own opinions of it that's what makes it so dope Oh, but, you know, they said Johnny Cash wasn't country. Right, they said Garth wasn't country. They said Shania wasn't country. They said, said Patsy wasn't country. country. They said, you know. I'm like, look, all I know is that when people say something isn't country, it's probably going to work, and it's, <laughs> it's, and it's probably going
1: to end up being considered very country in the future. Absolutely Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. Our guest today is Breland. So we know you're coming back Yeah. in March. I'm going to be back
2: here a lot. Yeah. Let's just, so it feels like, you know, it I feels like, like it we out get here. you,
1: you get us. Yeah.
2: It feels like it's... I've I've been kind of like jokingly saying, like, oh, like I'm gonna get a flat out here, like whatever, whatever. But like it's it's less of a joke every time Mm. I say it. (laughs) It started out here like, oh I'm definitely gonna move out here. And now I'm like, do I need to actually move out here? Like I love watching country music grow and develop. And you know, a lot of the people who are listening to country music out here, some of them grew up on it, but some of them are just discovering it for the first time. For me as as someone from New Jersey a lot of times in the states, people will be like, well, "You're from Jersey, so how can you be in country music?" Right? And then I come out here, and no one cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, I like this song, or I don't," you know. And uh, it's refreshing to to see this growing market and and the types of perspectives that they have and the type of music that they resonate with. And it feels like you've been here a, enough now that you have your favorite spots.
1: You know, yeah. you know your way around a little yeah, bit. I in can, Different I, cities. and I that. can
2: navigate the tube. You might you might see me. <laughs> (laughs) you know on the Piccadilly line okay good nice (laughs) look out for Breland on the Piccadilly line
1: also look out for Breland doing a a takeover show this weekend here on Absolute Radio Country it's your very own show which we're very much looking forward to you can still listen to the documentary Our Own Country it's on the free Absolute Radio app you're gonna be back in March for C2C and many times after that and of course the album Cross Country is out now Breland always a pleasure thank you
0: thanks great talking with you the country music talk podcast from absolute radio country an in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music
1: so brilliant to have Breland on the country music talk podcast he really is making such a a huge impact in the world of country music and i can't wait to see him back at c2c in 2023 now if you want to hear more from my conversations with the biggest stars in country music if you aren't already subscribed please subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast and you'll never miss an episode. And don't forget, we're here all the time in the UK. Just tell your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country and you won't be disappointed. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, keep
0: it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the U.K., or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country.